Okay. Ooh. Are we in it? I think we're in we it. I think we're in it. in it. Okay. So this is a very strange episode for a number of reasons. One, because this is starting us on a journey, a saga of epic proportions that may last multiple months. I mean, I think it has to, right? Like, is there any possible way it doesn't last months? Um, no. It's going to be awesome. We're playing the Mass Effect series. We haven't figured that out already. Gabe, in a sort of kind of feeler way, has been constantly saying, well, we're going to see after Mass Effect 1. We're going to see if we're going to play the rest of the series. And I think that's bullshit. I think we're in it now, you guys. I think everyone needs to strap up. We'll see at the end of this episode. Potentially, like, there's just everyone hated it. Everyone hated every piece of it. Um, but Strap up point, and strap on. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, things get wild and crazy when we don't record on a Monday night. <laughs> this is a Saturday night. And Zoe prefaced us with, hey, I'm already trashed. So, oh, respect. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, is that not accurate? <laughs> Do you want to defend that? No, I said I've had two glasses of a wine. And even though, McCoy, I know for you, two glasses of wine will just floor you. Oh. <laughs> I have more <laughs> Harsh, true, but fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's some there's a round of the most joke in here somewhere. But anyways, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, let's introduce who we have on this podcast, because it's the usual crew, which we'll go through in a second, but I want to introduce guests first because I don't think that makes any sense and I want to do it. We've got a guest on this episode. His name is Matt. I almost said his first name. I would have to censor the first <laughs> ten seconds of the fucking podcast. <clears throat> Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself and about like you've you've played these games before. You you like Mass Effect, right? Yeah. So hi. Um it's been a long time, everyone. I was actually I did the uh, Animal Crossing podcast mini sode with uh McCoy and Elena. It's true. But for yeah. the hardcore listeners. So <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Mass Effect since I don't know, middle school and high school with, with Gabe. Um we had a blast back then. Lots of lots of fun times with Mass Effect. So yeah, I'm excited to get back into it again and uh, share my opinion. That is awesome. So we've got Matt, who's a Mass Effect expert. We've got Gabe, who's already referenced, who <laughs> so I'm going to throw to in a second. But he's also a Mass Effect expert. Is that fair to say? Uh, you know it, brother. What is your playthrough count at? I just have to ask. Like, is this seven for you? Uh, officially, it's probably like, are you talking about Mass Effect 1 or all through the, the series? series. Sure. The series I've probably only played through like three times. Mass Effect 1, oh, however, is times. the most yeah. with way too many playthroughs. <laughs> this is the oh, yeah. first time in Tyranny of Thumbs history where somebody else on the podcast has done more playthroughs of a game than I have. So. I am Zoe now. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I was actually kind of hoping there's like some weird Twilight world where Zoe comes here. She's like, so I've played Paragon, like the other one, and like a neutral playthrough, like all like back to back so far. It took me 30 hours. <laughs> I've done the first section for each one. I'm doing simultaneous playthroughs and I'm watching someone. But yeah, no, I think we actually have, you're right, podcast history. So Zoe, you were mentioned. Who are you? How, this, you're new, right? I mean, I know it's just been said. You're new to this game. You've only played it one time. And it's this time. Is that true? 
Yeah, I thought you were saying, like, you're new to this podcast. No, like, no. Over the past 67 episodes I've been on. <laughs> we have two guests that. today. Two guests. <laughs> Dude, that's so fucked up. I want to introduce people as guests for no reason. Just randomly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm new to this franchise. I've heard, I've heard so many references about Mass Effect, you know, just throughout my gaming career, I suppose. But I remember distinctly i remember in middle school all of the guys in my science class just raving about this game and then it got kind of subsided for a while and then mass effect 3 came out and then i don't know i've heard i've heard a lot of things i'm learning now as i'm playing through the series there's a bunch of like video game references that have gone over my head in the past that i now realize are attributed to the mass effect series so i'm excited to uh, delve into this yeah Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, I think that's kind of part of it, right? Like we're going to, this is a piece of gaming history. We're all going to educate ourselves on a little bit, or I guess play again, like for, you know, for me, but I, I've only played it. I think only played Mass Effect one. I'm not even sure if I beat it. And then I might've played a little bit of two. Um, and so there's definitely some history stuff for me to learn. And I think this is what James said during our deliberations, quarantine deliberations podcast. He said, you know, like rough, I think I'd like to play one big old franchise a year. And I was like, holy fuck, that's insane. But also that's kind of awesome at the same time. And so I, at least I'm very excited to jump into this one. And, and like you said, Zoe, to learn about the history and just there's been so many references. And by the way, those two motherfuckers in science class, they were talking that all this shit about Mass Effect. They're in this fucking podcast. They're Gabe and Matt for me. Dual um, <laughs> <laughs> <So>, maulers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I would, try, I would just like try to steer the conversation towards Halo 3 and they'd be like, but Mass Effect 2 though, right? And it just, yeah. So there's a segue in here to James, our, our final guest. No, I'm just kidding. Hi. Hi. You yeah, played this so game before? I'm a guest on this episode and also all the other episodes of the podcast. <laughs> yep. We're all guests yep. in McCoy's eyes. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I mean, I've never played Mass Effect before. Um it's been sitting in my Steam library since it went on st- on sale, I don't know, a few years ago. And, um, yeah, I figured when, uh, when Gabe brought it up, I was like, now's the time. So I'm kind of excited to play through. Um, I, uh, I did not have any friends obsessed with this series in high school. Um... But then in college, people were freaking out about Mass Effect 3, Mm. um, which I remember. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But that's all I had, really. And then Mass Effect Andromeda came out and was a pile of... uh, you know, shit. So spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. I actually do want to ask that. No spoilers. Who here has actually played that? Matter, Gabe. Have you played Andromeda at all? Unfortunately, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really as bad as everyone says? There's so many meme videos and stuff, and it really caught fire on the internet for a while. It's just being the worst. Is it really that bad? Um. Uh, G- Gabe has played it. I have played like the first five minutes of it, and then I was like, "All right, let's just go back to Mass Effect One." <laughs> Oh my god, that is quite an indictment. Yeah. So I played it a bit. I didn't I never finished it, but it was it was some hot garbage. Okay. 
I think they've gone back and fixed some things, which I haven't played it since like it first came out. So I can't speak to how it is now, but when it came out, it was hot garbage. It reminds me of like, I mean, because people are saying that they've at least to some degree fixed some problems that Fallout 76 has nowadays. And it's just interesting to think like, you don't get to play release Andromeda. You get to play like some half. I think they canceled their DLC. Like just like, fuck it. We're not supporting this game, but we might fix up some bugs or stuff. So we'll get there when we get there, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I was going to keep the news section really short today. Cause I feel like we want to jump into the, the mass effect. Um, but does anyone else have any stories that are just like hilariously, um, not on my radar that I should know about <laughs> like people leaking the entire story to last of us. <laughs> I don't have anything. Perfect. Okay, were you the one? Who I don't have it? anything. I, I, yes. <laughs> okay. Censor <laughs> <laughs> so, that. <laughs> true. True. Okay. So the one news story I want to talk about is I just wanted to talk about the headline because frankly that's all we do anyways. Let's be real, and that might be all anyone ever does. Um, but the headline was just uh, last season's MVP of the Overwatch League. Uh, the player named Sinatra is leaving Overwatch to go play Valorant professionally. It's like, ouch, that's a bad look. Um, Dude, I think like the competitive Overwatch scene is dead after only being like, <laughs> I don't know, after only being like enacted for like about what, two years, I think, two or three yeah. years. Yeah. It's just completely dead. Yeah. It begs the question of whether it was ever actually alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just because, like, they 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 created that out of intent, <laughs> but not out of like grassroots. And I that's not to say that, that can't work. But you know, all the esports that we've seen that have been established were based originally on just an intense like fan love and like an open circuit of tur- like tournaments <clears throat> and stuff like that. And so this, they were just jump starting uh, with huge buy-ins for their league and all sorts of other stuff like that. And they basically just like talked the talk and and. Like, I'm sure a lot of people did enjoy it, but it's just like they were trying to force it into the top echelon of esports, and it doesn't seem like they succeeded. Has they anyone definitely failed? <laughs> anyone watched any Overwatch League? I have watched some. That game's a little bit hard for me to watch. Well, yeah, yeah that was, that was the main thing. Not being somebody who plays Overwatch, I mean, that already puts me at a disadvantage, but also it's just extremely hard to watch live, and I think it's due to that. Well, I would say it's due to the first-person perspective, but then again, Counter-Strike is has a huge scene, and that's first-person perspective. Yeah. So it's not the first-person perspective. It's the, <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's the visual clutter. It's the fact that every character has, you know, there's there's six players on each team, and they all have an ultimate ability that's super like game changing and you know three other abilities um <clears throat> they all have different visual cues for their shooting uh and it's just generally fast paced on top of that um and furthermore the maps are designed in a really visually pleasing way but not in a easily parsable way um so basically i mean they made a game that's great to play if that's your cup of tea um <clears throat> and i i enjoy it uh, i like playing that game but watching the 
um, the pro scene, it, it felt like you, I mean, you were watching like a mess on screen and then listening to radio broadcasters. Like there was just no benefit to watching it. <laughs> like I, I honestly think that it, it, it never should have been invested in as an esport because the people should have looked at it and said, this is a mistake. Um, this will never get <laughs> to where you're, where the money is, <clears throat> uh, the, the level of investment. Um, but they didn't ask me. They didn't, they should have, I mean, you know, it's, it's tough. Like it's a blizzard game. People thought that would have a lot of cachet and it definitely did. Uh, and, and in fact it was fun to play. So you'd think to yourself like, okay. Um, but it's, it was really dense as an esport, and also like, I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. It never, but it never like, struck my interest, to be honest. What it are is. what are the longstanding esports games? Right, there are League of Legends, Counter Dota, Counter Strike. Uh, there's some fighting Starcraft. games in there. I mean, Starcraft, Starcraft is and fighting gone. games. Yeah, Starcraft is gone everywhere except South Korea. I almost said North Korea. Yeah, that's not the same thing. Uh, Sensor yeah. button. Sensor button. I'm uh, no, only okay. the glorious leader, who okay. is the greatest oh, okay. StarCraft player in North Korea, can play that game. Um, okay. Okay. <clears throat> sure. No. Uh, all of those games have a couple of things in common. Um, the the pace of them, the things that are happening at all times, is is very dense. But the kind of the speed of actions is not exceptionally fast. Um, and the visual, the, there isn't a ton of visual clutter. Um, and, and the clutter builds over the course of the game. Uh, like, for example, StarCraft. Um, very few things are on screen at the beginning of the game. And then as you watch more and more and more things are happening. So it's kind of, you can follow it and that, that builds the tension almost. Um, it gets more exciting cause there's more void rays, um, <clears throat> or whatever. Sick. Uh, <laughs> and like in league of legends, you have like one ability at the beginning of the game and then you get more and more and more. Um, in Counter-Strike, there aren't any – there's, like, very little visual clutter in general. There, it's just, like, a very parsed-down game in terms of that stuff. Um, and basically every other game uh, – and then fighting games, it's just two people, so it doesn't matter as much. <clears throat> what do you think about this? Something I've been thinking – because, first of all, okay, one of the things that, that I think Zoe asked, and I think you said, you know, like, F FPS doesn't – matter i oh, died, first person yeah our first person doesn't matter maybe it's not the defining reason as to why this one's dense but i, I do think it matters and i do think it makes these games hard to follow like i think counter-strike is incredibly dense to follow if you haven't played on the maps but if you have you're like oh yeah this totally makes sense and it's a truly delightful thing to follow um but like the first person is very dense i think if you think of all these esports there's kind of a, a plane like a mathematical plane situation here where it's like Counter-Strike, you can't fly. 
you can boost onto something. So occasionally there's verticality and that might surprise an opponent, but it could <clears> surprise <throat> a viewer too. But generally everyone's on the ground in their positions. And then 2D fighting games, it's they're they're already 2D. And even if they're 3D, they're still on a 2D plane. And so like I think that kind of applies to everything. Like League of Legends, like it's top down, right? They can't, there's no like third dimension or whatever. There's no third axis, I guess I'm trying to say, where you can like fly around. Whereas like in Overwatch, it's like it's kind of a ball of action also that you have to like follow three-dimensionally uh and i think that adds like another layer of complication on top of it too um that being said you know i've heard some people that i you know i have one friend who actually really enjoys it i added like watching the esports and so like there's cool stuff there but just like is it a mainstream esport like they're trying to make it probably not um <laughs> and I mean, is it absolutely it, not is it a bad <laughs> look for your mvp like the best player in your whole league to be like yeah i haven't had fun for like 10 patches i'm leaving <laughs> it's like <laughs> on a stream no it's not a good look anyways yeah that is uh it's so cringeworthy for the overwatch league <laughs> what is all the porn gonna do like <laughs> <laughs> oh that'll still be there but like maybe Dude, that's the last you, good part <laughs> That's what I really want to see, guys, <laughs> is I want to see the next evolution of esports where you see the Twitch stream of the people who make the porn being like, I haven't had fun in 10 patches, like I'm moving to Valorant. Like, that's what I freaking want. That's, that's the last thing to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get into fucking Mass Effect, guys. Let's do it. We played the Prologue and the Citadel. Um, and the intention yep. of this was we're trying to sort of get there's this vibe of like you're gonna go on an adventure like it's not quite you're assembling your team but you are assembling your team you know and it's like you're gonna go do it and so we we we've sort of done a lot of that you've learned to play the game you've learned to defuse bombs in five minutes like you've you've learned a lot of things maybe talk to some people uh i wanted to sort of gauge the room in terms of this is an old game right can you guys tell anyone notice that yeah <laughs> they oh, yeah. have oh my god the one like reference where i knew it was like 2007 like do you guys remember like back when like an advertisement would give you the like their <clears throat> website address and but they would give you a keyword as well so they'd be like you know visit www.goarmy.com keyword sign up for army or something like that like they would always give a keyword and is that like after a slash or something like that? I don't even remember what the I, I don't even was. remember why they always gave a keyword, but they would always give a keyword after they gave their, you know, web address. And in this yeah. game, it's like something similar where like you're in an elevator and I, it's one of the advertisements that comes over the radio. And it's just like, <clears> yeah, <throat> want to sign up for the Alliance? Like, you know, visit www.alliance.com keyword sign up for army and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> that's awesome. this game is so good but everything about oh, what you great. just described is super old school game design because i don't know if you guys are playing this on a solid state on your computer but those elevators are some old shit like that oh is not god. new game design like you can fast travel around that the citadel easy but then you get into an elevator and you're like holy mother of god but I can pull out my phone, start checking yep. Instagram because I know I'm going to be in the elevator for at least a minute. <laughs> but they like that they, is like the loading screen. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a way to mask loading back in the day. And they definitely insert story in there. Like you've said, they insert little cute parts about the world. And they they even, you know, talk about things you've just done or like things that are happening. And like all that stuff is uh, it's cool. But it's like you just sit there and they're like and at least for me, are you allowed to talk to your allies in there or like do anything because uh -uh. i i Sometimes keep pressing like voice lines 
I they, can yeah, talk they just to like them. talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like scripted. Yeah. God damn it. Oh my god. Okay, so fair enough. And there's there's a lot of old school jank in this game. Um Yeah. I actually wanna like maybe throw to like Matt and Gabe here, like in terms of like a holding up factor. Like, do you notice a lot more jank this time around, or was that always there and you always noticed it, or or how's that going? It was I, always there. I would say yeah, I would say it's always been there. Like Honestly, a lot of it was exactly as I remembered. <laughs> I was like, yep, sniping, just oh literally impossible. Oh <laughs> fucking blows. Oh, yeah. it's so hard. Oh, it's so bad. It's like the is, least is it gratifying you... thing ever when you shoot, yeah. where you kind of shoot and you're like, did I hit them? Yep. I don't really know. <laughs> and it's like, did that do any damage? Mm, maybe. I love using but the assault also, rifle and you shoot like two shots and suddenly your aiming reticle is like the size of the screen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the but bloom also, is just massive. It's massive. Also, like, do you even control where you're shooting beyond pointing the screen in the right direction? Yeah. It's 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 With ARs. Doesn't it just lock on? No. Can no. you turn that off? I turned it to low and I feel like I made a mistake. I don't uh, know. Oh yeah, I you can say, turn I'm on like some aim assist thing in the game. You can turn off the aim assist. <laughs> True. This game but needs like an uh, auto combat feature. Like just roll a dice for me, doc. Like I don't want to <laughs> shoot these guys. <laughs> Dude, all the weapons. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if my followers were just dying permanently when they died. So I would just like reload a save if any of them died cuz they just ran out of cover for no reason in front oh, of the boss. Oh, James, you poor in, you poor boy. <laughs> the poor sweet the, James. They come back. They come yeah. back. They, they come yes. back. All right. Yeah. Cool. Not only yeah. do they come That's back, but know. there becomes a point very early on where you can put at least one bit of health regen in their stats or in their armor, and so you just like end a combat encounter, and everyone just sort of slowly dusts off the scars. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Whoa, what the fuck yeah. happened? Once you become a specter, <clears throat> you get the ability to revive them, and honestly, like. Unless you're playing on like harder difficulties, don't even bother. <laughs> I was gonna say okay. I'm going like I'm going rogue with my own like fight party right now. Like I'm just kind of like every man for himself. Like you guys go ahead, go go die. Like I'm gonna go this alone, and then they revive and like, <laughs> run into my line of sight. Like oh my god, I was shooting with the sniper in one of the earlier Why? levels, and one of my teammates, like, walked in front of my reticle as I'm trying to line <laughs> yeah. up a headshot. And oh, I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing, Williams? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, told, uh, I told McCoy and Matt about this, but I had a moment where I was with Garrus, and uh, I was on behind some cover, and I threw a grenade right as he ran past me, and my <laughs> grenade bounced off of Garrus's fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> and flew the opposite Damn direction. It. I was like, Garrus, you're fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's just so funny because, like, they really are setting up these characters to be interesting and to have some depth to them, or maybe some of these characters, depends on how you feel about that. But it's like in combat, they just become just, they're so dumb and it's like so brutal. Like, oh, it's so bad. And, and all of the combat is so dumb. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I will say definitely. Uh, oh, go ahead. At, as you increase the difficulty, you also like they have this whole system where you, when you press space, you can like pop, like basically slow down time and tell your units what to do. 
the harder yeah. the game gets, the less you want to actually use that because <laughs> it's just easier to just go in by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's basically yeah, it's like it's it's sad because I feel like I remember at least in high school when I played this at first, thinking like, wow, some of these abilities are kind of cool. Like you've got this like you can like throw someone or at least like knock them down and they ragdoll and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And you're like, you know, coming from the previous game and this theoretical series if you count the developers uh you know knights of the republic had like great uses for all of your different teammates to do different stuff and you'd like be weaving in their abilities and telling them what to do when but here it's just like i guess i'm just gonna wait for my assault rifle to unbloom and then i guess i'll shoot them again <laughs> you know and like there, i don't know why it always goes like this but it's always always every fucking time it's like you sh especially if you're close enough and you aim like pretty well on this person you'll like hold the assault rifle trigger down and it shoots so fast and you'll hit maybe like just enough of their health to feel like you could maybe go for that last push to kill them. And then that last push is like you sending thousands of bullets. Like you guys have said in a full screen yep. in front of you, just trying to get anything. And then they just oh. aimbot you and kill you and you're like, cool. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to, it sounds like we may already have our answer on this, but I wanted to quickly ask people what they're playing with and on. I mean, in theory, someone could be using an Xbox. I feel like everyone's using PC, but is everyone using mouse and keyboard or is anyone using a controller? I, for instance, might be the only one and I'm using a controller. I'm doing mouse I'm and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard. Yeah, mouse and keyboard. Mouse yeah. and fucking keyboard. I totally get I, that. I discussed this with Gabe about yesterday whether or not i should be using a controller but yeah decided on mouse and keyboard yeah so i will so i just wanted the authentic experience from back because this came this originated on a controller only system and so i thought yeah i'll give it a shot so i plugged in my xbox 360 controller and by that i mean i didn't use that i plugged in my xbox one controller and the first thing that i noticed is that it has no controller support They've just completely abandoned the idea that this game was ever made on a controller and that you should yeah. ever be able to do that. So you have to download a mod. You have to download a mod where someone was like, yeah, I like made it work. And you're like, wait, like what? <laughs> like, how did you take this out of the game? Like that. Oh, oh dude, so, I had to do that too. I ended up not even doing it. Um, if you try to run this game at 3440 by 1440 resolution, mm. everything's like zoomed in and to the right. So I have to run it at 2560 by 1440. Oh, God. I wasn't even given that option, those options. But, I mean, I don't have that. No, so you monitor, are. But. That's the thing. And that's what I was trying to describe. There, Okay, this is for all of our listeners out there. We have to start with the technical first because there's a lot of shit you need to learn about this game if you want to play it on PC and make it not just blow up in your face. Or, I mean, some people might have a great experience, but at least many of us have had really strange shit. So, for example, James, you want to change your resolution. You absolutely can. It's just it doesn't accept mouse uh, scroll wheel inputs. You actually have to look visually with your eyes for these three triangles uh, that are three arrows pointing down, and you'll see them. They're just kind of hidden, and they're not really very obvious. And if you click on those, you'll absolutely have your resolution oh. in there. Step one of debugging. Step two, if you oh. need to get a mod for controller support. Awesome. Step three. Yeah, uh, my controller uh, pulls right, so I've stopped using it. <laughs> like the left thumbstick, it it just it's broken. It just floats you out of cover to die every like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I just wanted to quickly for the listeners out there in case you're having these issues. Really low frame rate on PC. Uh, if you're playing it on Origin, 
which apparently so you're playing on origin and didn't have any problems with it so good on you i haven't done anything since launching the game and i've had an okay experience i mean Dude, i've had a good so experience nice. good for you except for Honestly, like you know, that's just probably the, fact the, that the right aspect ratio is like extremely stretched out but i also just thought that that was just <laughs> the game dating itself so i was like okay i'm accepting the fact that you know shepherd is looking like he weighs about 375 pounds. He's a thick boy. <laughs> you have quite a high tolerance for for that. <laughs> you can probably fix that. You absolutely can fix that. Probably could, but, you know, I just but the question I is, do you truly want to? immerse that myself in the jank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this is a game of jank. Because you will never, there's not like I have, I don't have mods for like fixing the fact that people stop animating in the middle of speaking and then like tweak for a second and then like look at you like they're fucking crazy people. Like I don't have fixes for that. Dude, I, I turned too fast and one of my followers was just T-posing around and then like snapped back to running behind me. And I was like, yeah. That's uh, that's essentially, you just summed up Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've seen on the videos for sure. Oh, gotcha. my God. Okay, let's see. Last last bits of fixes here. Just in case, just in case, this is because these are things you should know you need to Google if you have these problems. Low FPS on Origin. Uh, you can disable their overlay, the, the EA Origin overlay. And for me, that went from... 20 frames per second on a really good computer to like perfectly smooth 60, like not even a problem. And it was hilarious because it, it occurred to me that the only addition EA has made to that game in the past eight years was to add their overlay and ruin my FPS. So yeah. that's their <laughs> only addition. Um, thanks. Oh, that sounds like them. And the, yep. and the last one was what Gabe actually helped me with, which was for some reason I was staring into light bulbs and they were taking the entire screen with this insane blur effect. So I'm in combat and all of a sudden my entire screen just goes like blue and white in this insane, like I've been flashbanged effect. And Elaine is like, Dan, what are they doing to you? And I'm like, no, this is not normal. Like I do not remember this. What is happening? And apparently it was just anti-aliasing in my NVIDIA drivers. So, you know, Computers, man. Old computer games specifically. Man, they jank as fuck. <laughs> they were giving you that lens flare. Yeah. It felt like just straight out of a J.J. Abrams movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was the king of all lens flares. Oh, God. Okay. So, I feel like we... Tell me if I'm wrong, but did we not all have the experience of, like, okay, you're, like, getting into the combat for the first time, and then all of a sudden you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is so janky and uncomfortable to move, and pe my teammates are dying around me. I'm taking insane damage. I can't hit anybody, and Dude, I have to defuse uh, these bombs? Who loves how fast you can sprint, though, during combat? <laughs> the thing is, I haven't even tried sprinting. Now, granted, I will, I will preface this. I'm in this franchise for the story, so my combat is at like the lowest difficulty. I think it's on like casual mode. That is the and smart so for way me, to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like for me, it's just kind of like I've never had to sprint just because I just kind of stroll up to an enemy and just point blank shotgun them in the chest and still have to do five <laughs> shots to down them. But I'm still okay. Like <laughs> it is, it is what it is. Well, that's, but, the, um, that's the beautiful thing is you don't really like at any point in the game, if I remember correctly, you don't really like need to sprint around during combat. But when you do, you go like Mach 12. <laughs> and then when you sprint out of combat, you go like 1% faster than no, you're walking exactly. speed. No, exactly. But they still give you the same screen shake. Like you're a fucking badass, but when you're it's running so out of combat, good. and it's so annoying. What the fuck? Oh, it's beautiful. Well, so yeah. 
Like I figured that out when it came art. to when it came to traveling around the Citadel, and I kind of underestimated just how expansive the Citadel map is. And so I went from like, oh, I forgot I have a sprint button, and yeah, the camera just kind of zooms out, and I'm like, am I going faster? I don't, I don't think I am. Oh fuck it, I'll just use the fast travel system. Yeah, they give you I the illusion that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, goddamn, it shakes so intensely. It's like trying to throw you off while you're just running around the citadel. It's like, did you lose your enemy? It's like, bro, I'm just walking. So, yes. Oh, God. Just trying to find all these fucking keepers. Just Jesus. Don't do that to yourself. How many keepers did you find? I found all of them. Oh, you found all of them. It cost my sanity. (laughs) Okay, I found like 17. Damn. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. And then I was like, Time to move on. <laughs> this game, I it reminds me. Do admit? Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I do admit I had to. I <laughs> I pulled up a full map of the Citadel on my phone to follow because I'm. If there's one complaint I have, at least with the Citadel area, it's just the fact that like your map that you pull up only gives you the map for that specific area. So I couldn't quite grasp how areas connected to one another. Like Wait, sure, oh, yeah. like map? Yeah, there's you a map. go up to a door and it says like, "Oh, <laughs> this goes to the to the academy," or like, "Oh, this goes to the finance district." And so it's like you a kind map of had might that. have helped. Yeah, I know you press the, end map games, the map helped immensely. <laughs> it's oh, also in okay. the menu. I mean, how else do you get to your inventory? I guess you you uh, you keyboard it, people must inventory's have. Inventory is I hit escape. <laughs> gotcha. And then I click equipment. Yeah. Ooh, so if wild. you if you choose to read those other options. You may find a map. Yeah. <laughs> and your I, squad. I looked at the ones that were blinking, and they were like squad codex. and codex. journal yeah, exactly. and codex. The, the thing, yeah. though, like the the issue with the map, and though, I ignored is that, the like, other ones. <laughs> it only gives you it only gives you a layout of that floor that you're on. Yes, yeah. So like you go downstairs, and the map completely changes, and you're like, oh fuck, where am I now? So that's why I pulled up like a whole like expansive map on my phone just to be like okay if i take this staircase i'm going to go into this map okay i'm cool with this like yeah whatever even though i played this game way too many times i still get lost in the citadel every time dude it's crazy like what where do the elevators go man i think to fucking c-sec academy like i don't fucking get it i'm just like oh jesus (laughs) so there's there's uh i think there's only two no 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 Fuck elevators. Fast travel everywhere. <laughs> but right? I think you can't, right? Don't you need to elevator to some places? Or did, was I just poorly Yeah, navigating? you need to elevator to exactly one place, and that is the hangar from the Seasick Academy. Huh. Okay. Okay. Everywhere else you can fast travel. Yeah. So Yeah, if you just walk up to those little, like, hovering cars on the street, you yeah. can just fast travel to, like, any of the other cars. I think okay. you can take an elevator down to Seasick if you want to, but, like... Bro. Don't. Don't. Why yeah. would you? Yeah. For some reason, I like thought that that was the only way you could get to that. I fast traveled everywhere else, but I was like, Seasick Academy, man. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I did oh. it on accident. I was like, I'm going to the hangar. Son of a bitch. Dude, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm so lost because, like Zoe said, the map is is not as descriptive. And it's also like oddly zoomed in. So you have to cut, like, you can't even see the whole floor that you're on. You're like, where the fuck? You're like trying to like zoom it out and like look around, but. Yeah, I, there was one place I felt like I had to take two elevators to get there, and I was like, this is just fucking cruel. Like, I took, I got off one <laughs> elevator, I was like, take a deep breath, it's fine, and then I saw another elevator, I was like, are you kidding me? 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So I think that kind of brings a little bit of topic of old school games. Okay. Okay. A lot of people, you know, how do I, how do I phrase this? I think this game probably did this extra bad at the time. I'm curious to see if people think that, but the UI in this game is mad questionable, right? Like, (laughs) like, just you you're looking for things that you've seen in modern games that you would expect them to have here like a button to zoom out to the overall map that you could then go into small rooms or you're looking for a way to use the inventory system at all (laughs) and it's like was i the only one who was like what the fuck how do i equip a gun what is equipped what are the side how do i inventory sec the the whole inventory management is atrocious it's like is that fair like i have written down my own inventory on a separate piece of paper that i keep in front of me just so i don't have to navigate to the inventory page (laughs) so i looked at the inventory and i was like all right the one thing that this is good at is just seeing if you have if you just picked up an upgrade for whatever gun because you click on the gun and you're like all right I had a two. Is it now a three? No. All right. Moving on. (laughs) That's it. That's the only benefit to that, I feel like. And there's no, I don't know. So that's how I'm going to utilize it is just like, I'm not going to care about what's in my inventory unless the number is higher. But then there's like these side upgrades that are like, it's like slightly more accuracy, maybe like a little bit more damage. And you're like, does any of this even matter if I can't hit my opponent at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Based on, based on the way the gunplay works, I'm, I, my just, my base assumption is none of that shit matters. Um, Also, why the hell is R bound to throw grenade when I'm so used to hitting it for reload? Because James, there is no reload. I need to reload. Throw a grenade. Yeah. Fuck. There is literally no reloading in this game. Yes. I and and I know that. I know, and right? I'm still so used to reloading that I'm throwing grenades all the goddamn time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we will get reloading in uh, in the future games, but yes. I think yeah. that's what this game in does one, best. It's is all just, overheat. Yeah, it just sets the stage for Mass Effect Two and Three, which are better in literally every way. <laughs> okay. Yep. okay so i wanted to i wanted to ask about that because are they better in literally every way because i would say i'm actually interested in the universe and some of these stories like i at least i am am i am i just a sucker like i think some of these alien races are cool like the motherfuckers like i think they're the elcor that are like they have to explain to you what the fuck <laughs> they're saying and like that shit's yeah, awesome that's pretty great <laughs> sad disapproval <laughs> <laughs> exactly like he's just mad shit talking to dude next to him in this like monotone i'm just like calling him out <laughs> like yeah 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 like yeah. stuff like that's cool and like i feel like the voice acting at least to me is like mostly pretty good i mean occasionally it's so funny like you know you know that like guy that's like part of your party in the very beginning and like his first role is to just run out of cover and die and i'm like actually that's a great representation of how the rest of this combat is gonna go but uh <laughs> <laughs> but he like his his guy's like god i just can't wait to prove myself or something and elena was like that guy's gonna die and i'm like well, what makes you think that she's like he's dead he's already dead as far also, as also his name is jenkins is it really yeah <laughs> yep. Fuck, i missed that yeah it's a oh, reference god. to good old leroy so then do we that think that sense. there is actual like in other words is there anything in this game that holds up is there anything in this game that's exciting or interesting to people like to me it's the voice acting and the universe is actually cool they tried to make it 
big. Like, you know, the Citadel map might be large and that might be kind of annoying, but they're trying to paint this picture that the Citadel is this huge fucking thing. And they're trying to go big with this game. They're not trying to keep it small. They're, tr- they're trying to make a big space opera. And that kind of I, excites me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they did a good job with with starting the intrigue right from the get-go. Um, and I think that has to do... Like, I'm trying to think of other games when you are launched into a fantastical franchise and you have to... Like, you basically have to establish what this world is and who the characters are. And I thought... Surprisingly, I thought Mass Effect did a pretty good job with that, where it's just like, I don't know, it for a game made in 2007, there's a shockingly small amount of, like, instances where it's like, as we both know, like, they don't do that a lot in this game, I feel. Uh, like, they definitely They do throw, do it some. They, yeah, they do it some, for sure. It's not, <clears throat> it's not completely absent. But I'm just kind of surprised at how little it's done it so far just because it throws a shit ton of information at you being like, Oh yeah, the Elcor. And then, Oh yeah, the Volan. And Oh yeah, all this stuff. And you're like, I I'm like writing down in my notes being like Volan tribal, uh, (laughs) shifting government, uh, assholes. (laughs) Dude, you're getting an A on this quiz later, bro. Nice job. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. Like I have a whole, like, I have a whole separate piece of paper that just has like character names. Cause when you get a quest and like, Oh yeah, go talk to like, you know, general Septimus. And I'm like, have I met this guy before? Am, or am I supposed to meet him? And I look at my character sheet and I'm like, I don't have a general Septimus here. All right. I have to meet him. <laughs> like, I don't know what he looks like. That's a good start. But And he's um, hanging out at the titty bar. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Before you get to the titty bar, you know that there's just random assassins of the Citadel just rolling at you, and you're like, what "The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god!" Actually, I'll put a pin in that because that was one thing I thought was absolutely hilarious with this game that's pretty outdated. Um, Go for but it. But overall, unpin like, it. oh, okay, unpin it. Yeah. Finding General Septimus. So I didn't realize when you open your journal and you click on an event, that event's little. Um, progression like marker on the map is the only thing that shows so um you know for this for the main storyline you go into that to that nightclub what's it called the um like kara's yeah chora yeah chora's den yeah and so i had the you know talking to general septimus in chora's den um like event marked on my map, but also you have to go into Chora's Den to progress the main plot of the story. And so like I go into Chora's Den, the main plot triggers where I'm in a shootout with a bunch of men, but also the marker on the map is telling me like, there's so there's something in this area, like in <laughs> something in this area. He's and right I'm, like, here. Oh, no. I'm like in this booth, like being like, What's in this booth for me to look at? I have no idea. And it's like, talk to General Septimus. I'm like, is he under the table? Where the fuck is this General Septimus? (laughs) But the hilarious part about this is like, you're in the shootout where you kill like 20 guys. And then you literally just have to like leave the door. (laughs) 
progress the main plot point and then literally turn back around, enter the nightclub, and it's like hopping again. Like all these dancers <laughs> are around. Like never yep. mind the fact that there's yep. probably twenty dead bodies in there. It's like we're partying still. God, <laughs> was, God, it's so true. And I was I was talking to Elaine about this, and I was like, because I, I I went through that quest, like checked in the in the same way you did. I checked that area. Wait, okay, that I went to the main head guy, did what I did with him left and then i checked like during that time sequence like you have five minutes to get the fuck to you know like liara tiara so i forget her name already but you have like five minutes to get to her and i'm like tally tally sorry um matt's like how could you <laughs> tally's my boy um but anyways um on the way out during the time sequence i'm like also still trying to check undertake like maybe he's back now like oh fuck it whatever and then i was like <laughs> you know is it possible they like i killed him and he got aggroed during that and if i had like come back here before the main quest like i i am no longer able to do this story like that's kind of interesting. i don't remember that and no no it's that's what zoe said you just walk back in there and he's just there chilling like yo what's up and you're like what <laughs> what what just happened here <laughs> oh god so, so you texted me this before we started and you just said something on the lines of like, these people need to learn interpersonal skills to be able to communicate for themselves. Is that true? <laughs> Did the Citadel make you feel like these people need to talk to Because half of the other? side quests in the Citadel are just like, can you go talk to so-and-so for me? I'd really appreciate it if you talk to so-and-so for me. Oh, God, And then you go so to true. like so-and-so and so-and-so's like, yeah, actually, okay, can, can you tell them this? Like here's my answer to what they're asking about and then you have to like just literally go back and forth like the the fucking the guy who's like asking for his wife's remains and you have to go back and forth between the guy being like no we're keeping her body for science and the husband being like i'd like her body i did to not be buried. get that quest ah, well it's, cool quest. it's pointless james maybe i don't know like, actually it, it's probably <clears throat> not pointless there's probably some future impacts because i don't mm, know maybe. i I asked to keep her body for science in hopes is, that maybe later in my quest, it's like, oh, Mass because Effect one of those kept, like, weapons upgrades. Woohoo. Like, maybe. <laughs> Probably. I mean, listen, that sounds very accurate. <laughs> I really pissed off the husband, though. He was like, you heartless bastard. And I was like, I'm sorry. And you were like, step on me one time and I will have my teammates run out and die in front of you. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Actually, though, I did want to talk, first of all, wait, sorry, quickly answering James. Yes, Mass Effect is not only one of those games where your decisions matter later. It's a series where they take your decisions from your original save and they try to progress it no, forward. Yeah, so I knew that that was true. Okay. What I'm wondering is, is Mass Effect a game where what you do in side quests matters? Yes. Well, ish. Because that's ish? a very different question. Is that question. fair to say? Ish? Ish, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll, it'll give you Paragon or Renegade points. And then, right. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that changes the story. And some of them Depending will be on how many points you have uh, later in other games. Yeah. So what okay. you're saying is I should have let the husband go have his wife's body no. back. <laughs> probably no, that's the that. unique Zoe experience. Tell me yeah. to go fuck there himself. Yeah. Well, and that's that. So <laughs> yeah. actually, I wanted to reference that quest in specific because actually it showed me one of the more interesting sort of, I guess, solution trees uh, for these puzzles because, or, or I guess like dialogue options, because originally when you talk to the military guy, there's a paragon option. So paragon being like, you're a upstanding, honorable person, then renegade. It's not, you're not necessarily evil, but you're just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting it done. Um, is that fair? I haven't played Renegade. I just have only I've only seen Gabe kick people out of windows. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, what I did for that quest is I accidentally did renegade to him. So I was basically just like, I don't have time for your bullshit. And he's like, okay, well, if you can do it, great. If not, I understand. And I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of an asshole. So then I went to the guy who had his, the who's keeping his wife's body, and I was like, yo, if you don't give that her back, I'm gonna like blow your dick off, essentially. <laughs> and he was like, oh fuck, okay, I'll release her body. I went back to the guy. I was like, hey, I got your wife back. <laughs> Sorry, so I was an you asshole. Just, you just were an asshole to everyone all the way around. And you Hell just yeah. made sure that you had waves. Dude, my first level up, the very first thing I did was put three points to max out uh, intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> you would, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, so, okay, wait. So the so what I wanted to say about that, that side quest is actually it was really fascinating in the sense of the original option with the military guy is Paragon to say it's unethical to have this guy's body. Uh, and I was like, actually, I think it is ethical to have the body. Like, there are ways we can talk about this. And I was, like, kind of disappointed in myself that the Paragon option, I want to be a Paragon dude, but the Paragon option is to, like, say that to the military guy. So I went with a more neutral option that was basically, like, me more saying, like, no, like, I'll try to talk to him. Like, maybe he can understand the value of his wife's body for research. And then later, you're presented with another Paragon option with the guy himself if you want to say what I, what I initially wanted, which was, you know, it's right for us, for her to like protect more people in death because we're going to learn more from her body. So actually you were able to do Paragon options on both sides of that dispute. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. Like it didn't just say to you the right way is to side with this guy and the wrong way, or the, <laughs> it's not the wrong way, but the renegade way is to side with this guy. You were able to like use that to kind of carve your own way. And I, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of wish for the dialogue options that they would mix up, because um, you know it's like top right Paragon, bottom right Renegade. It's like obvious mm -hmm. which is which. I mm -hmm. wish they would switch it up so you didn't know, because so many of those language options, it's like the summary of it will be like, refuse, but then when you select refuse, it's like, Listen, I'm gonna put a bullet to your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that is, and you're like, that is not dude. what I wanted to say. <laughs> I would just love to see people's reactions where like they think they're picking a good option and then all of a sudden it just like goes so wrong. Dude, fuck. There are so many games that do that mm -hmm. to you, and it's just it, it just it's so sad. It it honestly like destroys the council. <laughs> well that's a that's a really good game, Matt. You should play that on your own. Anyways, um Don't do it. <laughs> so awesome we've had i feel like our our there is a wizard duel in the council so it has that going for it yes yeah but this game has space wizards yes that's true so yeah but it doesn't have jaywash true you're right <laughs> your boy jaywash god <laughs> my notes are just like as as fucking random thoughts as as this like you know storytelling podcast has basically been it's like inventory is trash ar recoil what the fuck like <laughs> how do i control this sniper okay i'm kind of getting used to it it's just like just this random like insane scribbles for me like about just like stupid stuff so for the sniper if you if you spec entirely into sniper rifles does it not blow or does it, it still suck a lot? It definitely gets easier to do, but it's the same with all um, the weapons, really. If you spec hard into them, then it gets a lot easier. Yeah. It is that is something they kind okay, of achieved so, was they wanted it to be like, you know, really think about your leveling and make it 
you know, kind of feel like you are starting out to then being like an experienced, well-leveled character. Right. And like, I do respect that as a goal. Um, but I feel like the make the gameplay unfun with all weapons until you've played the game for 30 hours. Oh yeah. No, I agree with is you. It's not, it's not a good design choice. Yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> one of the many things. <clears throat> Go ahead. I was gonna say, that's one of the many things I like about how they did it in the, uh, latter two games. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. They added fun to the combat. We're all looking exactly. forward to that. But until then, that's a month away, everyone. So focus up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So actually, this has reminded me so much of games like back in high school. Because like for the for the um the quest where you have to scan all the keepers, right? Like that's one of those quests that I remember even in high school being like, the fuck I am gonna do that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look up a guide. Because if you give me something good, I'm down to have it. But I am not finding all this fucking shit. It's not that's not fun for me. And so I was like, I was straight up like pulling a fucking wikis, like not for how do I get through the story, but like, how do I finish this bullshit side quest? And it was very reminiscent and, and I appreciated that. <laughs> I feel like this game actually has a lot of old school stuff like that. Like I, I feel like even the side quests are almost designed for you to like be listening to a podcast while you run between the two characters or something, or like just like be texting Yo, on the that, side or just, I don't that know. That is why it took me five hours to get through to the end of the Citadel is because I would be doing something else while playing the game. And then like listening to dialogue and then just like, it'd be, a there would be like a choice of like, all right, what do you do now? And I'm like, I don't actually care about this side quest, so I was thinking about something else <laughs> for five minutes and then, like, turn back and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to not be a dick. And then... <laughs> wow, just a benevolent... And then go back to whatever else I was doing. Okay. Fair enough. I I, I would advise you to pause the podcast during the dialogue. That's just my, you know, just <laughs> hot take from yeah, over here. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. Just sometimes it felt like it was entirely unnecessary. Some of the dialogue options are rather redundant, which I think is another way this game shows its age, where it's like a lot of dialogue options give you answers to, you know, to pers or like succeeding dialogue options. So it's like, I don't know, there was there's a really silly one where it was like, you know, um, you're talking to the commander and he, okay, who is the main villain's name? Why well, I'm thinking Silas, but it's not Silas. Saren. Saren. Okay. But, um, so like the commander's talking Dallas about like, Derek. oh yeah, like Saren, like, you know, I, I was, I was wanting to, you know, I was wanting to, you know, join the ranks of the, oh God, my, my whole gaming knowledge is really bad. But anyway, he was just like, I wanted to be this like, really cool soldier, but Saren, like, you know, basically, like, framed me and made me not become this big, bad soldier. And you ask him why, and he's like, oh, well, he started an explosion, and, like, they blamed the explosion on me, essentially. And then it's just like, why was there an explosion? And you're like, Shepard, we know why there was an explosion. Like, Saren put the explosion there like why do we need this answer but she's like you still ask me he's like but they repeat the same dialogue options over and over again where you're just kind of like mm -hmm. a lot of the times going through dialogue options i was just like okay is this gonna actually give me new information or is it just gonna reiterate what i already know 
just based off of pure inference, which I just feel is like an old game mechanic where it's just like, we need to bash you over the head with this information and get it drilled into your mind that, you know, this is why this shit happened. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. I thought it is funny though, because like they just they they basically ask you like, do you want to know more about this? And like our instinct as like modern gamers is like hit every dialogue option. That is the answer. And then they're like, fuck you, game. I already yeah. know this. And it's like you chose me. And you're like, oh <laughs> shit. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh oh I did. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. But you're right though. There definitely then, is a lot of like there's there they clearly have these ways with which it feels like the entire game, not just individual characters, but the entire game is trying to tell you something. Like everyone's like, I don't know, man, I think this mission might be a little bigger than we think. Cause like, why is this guy on this fucking ship? And you talk to everyone, and they're like, dude, honestly, my hot take is that I think this mission is way bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And you're like, oh fuck. It's so true. <laughs> But I actually, and then when you're when you're on the the citadel, um, your ally, the chick, if you accidentally hit like at, talk to her, um, <laughs> while you you're running around, talk to her. <laughs> yeah, if you accidentally talk to her, Damn. she's like, this place is like too perfect. I bet they're hiding something, and it's like, uh. I guess they're hiding something then, huh? I mean, that's not that's not foreshadowing. That's just telling. Have you been reading the script? Like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, the other. And then, oh, yeah. It, it, and it's like, if, if she had only said this place feels too perfect and then they didn't have the second part, that would have been fine, you know? But yeah, it, it's yeah, a little forward. That's just, Yeah. Also, does anyone else think that Ashley Williams sounds exactly like Mila Kunis? I swear I'm talking to Meg when I'm talking to her. <laughs> okay, okay, so that's where that's, com that's, where that's coming from. Because every time I'm like listening to her, I'm just like, you remind me of somebody. But oh my I don't God. know who. Not so much of the fact that all the female characters have the exact same facial structure. In exact same thing. whole body. They have the same whole body. <laughs> And then the one that's the one that's an alien has the same whole body except her hips are farther apart. Yeah, and probably her head's different, you know, with the tendrils or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you can't see her face, so yeah, it's they they definitely did some things to like clearly. I don't know if it's cut costs exactly as much as it is is to like save on work. Like a good example is like when the Elcor leaves. And it's just like you all you see instead of an Elcor moving is you just see a shot of Ep Shepard's eyes just like following where an Elcor <laughs> is. And you just hear these noises like. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's yeah. Clever. So they clearly did some stuff like that, too, where it's like, OK, yeah, all these all these characters have the same <laughs> body shape. And that is a little odd to us now. We're not we're not used to that. But yeah. Oh, man. The other thing. One. Oh God, sorry. Really, one thing in the inventory. Okay, yeah, please. That I wish I wish games today had is in the codex. One very important button, button, which is the mark all as red. Ooh, God! I <laughs> wish all games did that. <laughs> like, I don't I don't have time to read through every codex. I just want it to be marked as red, like it's my email inbox. <laughs> Dude, mm -hmm. this is actually true. There's actually um, so Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has 
just infinite notifications that it tries to send you via like you unlocked this like one obscure fucking gun yes. skin for your fucking mp5 yes. that you picked up off someone accidentally and it's just like you so there's no mark as as unread but it's like because they just have no respect for you they want you to just constantly be in there looking at skins it's in there Whereas, now. is it is oh thank yeah. god oh i can go back to the game yeah they like, have mark I, all for everything now oh thank god seriously like oh my god just because like there are some people in this world that like their inbox to be zero zero yeah so then a new one comes in and you, you can find it um and holy crap actually the codex actually is kind of cool i didn't check it out at all in high school really but they actually reach it to you too like with like a voice actor i was like yeah. what the fuck this is kind of crazy yeah that is kind of cool there's a lot of world I building yeah i didn't so listen to any of it because i didn't want to but um i thought it was cool that it was there james ain't no fucking nerd yeah he's, not <laughs> he's got a podcast um, going already but so i did uh the captain anderson sure. i was like this guy's voice sounds so familiar yes, absolutely oh yeah yep. turns out he's like a, a popular voice actor. Yes, Keith David. He's and like the, regular actor. He's like the admiral for Battlestar Galactica, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, the, um, the lady uh, is he in Battlestar Galactica? I, I could be wrong. I mean, but he's. I think so. He was in Barbershop. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're fucking right. <laughs> he plays the. Uh, no, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia page. He was in like all of the Halos yeah. that. Yeah. Were oh, okay. Um, huh. So maybe I'm conflating him with the guy in Battlestar in, Galactica. That's yeah. totally possible. But he played. Apparently, he was in Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Damn. And so wait, so uh, I, yeah, I feel like there's a. He was in Princess Mononoke. Oh, I love that movie. He was in. <laughs> That's really random. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's voice Call acting. of Duty: Halo. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Barbershop. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, the, I, I actually think the voice acting in this is, like, really good, and I think it carries, like, the story, like, in a huge way. Like, most of the characters, I think, are interesting yeah, think and have right. some, like, interesting inflection, and I even I even really like Shepard. I'm playing the, the male, like, default Shepard, because that's the one in the trailers, and that's the one I'm going to see on my screen. God damn it. That's just me, personally. You don't have to do that. But I just, whenever I would, I, I originally played my own character, and then I watched the trailers again, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? And it just felt so wrong. <laughs> so now I was like, okay, I'm, I'm conforming to the trailers now. Dude, I, told, um, I was talking with Matt is, about that, and I was like... Telling him, like, I always forget, even though I do it, I forget that you can, like, change your guy to look like whatever you want, or girl. Mm-hmm. And so when I watch, like, somebody else do a video of Mass Effect and I see their character, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. So how does... I didn't I'm, customize I'm anything. Yeah, just because I, I, in my first playthrough, I decided to play Shepard, because I was just like, this is how the game's intended to be played. Um, how does the game really change if you create your own character like do they just like refer to you as an ominous like he she they no. refer to you as shepherd or, i think oh I they think still refer you to get to shepherd? choose your first yeah you change your first name but they just yeah they always it. just call you by your last name of shepherd yeah okay. but if you if you pick female shepherd then it does change the game because your romance options are different oh well that's heteronormative it, well, <laughs> kind of, except that there are three romance options, and one of them you can romance as either male or female. Oh, okay. For both? 
included. Yeah, and then it gets even more yeah. wild in uh, two and three. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. It it gets real liberal on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets real and progressive. It, it was. I mean, I think essentially for the same sort of like idea that you just presented of like oh, weird, like, why does that change between these two? And then they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, you're right, we're just gonna go crazy. And then, like, I actually distinctly remember, like, watching a YouTube video compilation, like, in high school, being like, so what are the sex scenes? Let's see them. And I, like, <laughs> and me just sitting there being like, wow, this is really hard to get turned on to because it's just, like, all these different sexualities are just getting, like, molded into one thing in one compilation video, and I'm just like, this is not working for me, but I'm glad I got to see all these, I guess. <laughs> McCoy sees like, two guys, and he's like, nope, I'm out. I don't believe in this. No, it's just, like, it's just, like, it's, like, there are, it's, like, it, it's one thing to be, like, like, I'm, you know, like, I'm glad that this exists, but it's another thing to, like, literally just sit there and, and like, watch it. That's, that's a different thing. Uh, and I just remember sitting there being like, cool, cool, all right. Wow, I didn't know you could do that. All right, all right. And then I was just like, okay. And yeah, so very, so very nice. Very much success in that department. And then you saw the shape of water. Um, <clears throat> I feel like someone, or maybe you. Didn't I don't see think anyone saw that. <laughs> that no, I never know saw what James the movie, talking about. But I know what he's referencing. <laughs> oh God, never mind. So it's just me. <laughs> it might be. It, might, it sounds like it's right up your alley, McCoy. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like a YouTube compilation. Oh, good. Yep, yeah, pretty no, much. Of sexuality of all types? Cool. <laughs> it's right. kind of like your high school fantasies. Okay, cool, yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just Mass Effect characters. Just over and over and over again. Yeah. So, so okay. So, actually, something that maybe, I don't know, like, I think James was mentioning this to me, but I, I, I actually disagree with you, James. But you were saying that, you know, you think the, the Shepard voice actor is like standard, standard fare voice actor. And maybe that's true, but I actually, I really like the fucking way he delivers his lines and the way that he just kind of like cuts to the point when you pick a dialogue option. Him. He's like, essentially like, like, what do you have to offer, you know, to a shopkeeper or just like, wait, like what, why this shit? Just like, he just, he's like, kind of gets it through in a sort of like military alpha way. Just like, wait, the fuck is going on here? And you're like asking more details, like more details on this, please. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you guys feel that? Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Mean. Mark Mir, he does a great job. Honestly though, I think. I think um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but the the woman who does uh, Femship, mm. uh, she does a Williams? fantastic job. Oh, really? No, not not Williams. The main character, female version, yeah. Jennifer oh, okay. Hale, voice actress. That's her name, Jennifer Hale. Yeah, she, she has such yeah, an iconic really voice and does a lot of voice acting too. Oh, that's cool. I think yeah. she she really kills it. I feel like that's really cool to hear. That's what I always heard is that like the female version has a better voice actor. I think they're both phenomenal, but like it, she just has a little extra like oomph to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. That's I'm really glad that it, a game like this with where I really loved the the default shepherd. I was like really, I was like almost nervous. Like at least when I was playing through the first time, being like, is the female voice actor like this good at this caliber? Like. Because there's so much, I feel like he fits so well in this universe. I really hope she does too. So it sounds like she does, which is fucking awesome. Because um, that would be really awkward if, like, you just picked a female character and it was like, oh, we didn't. No, she's just like, she's just the lady from finance. Like, it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ruined three games. Dude, but that's what they did with. Um, that's what they did in uh, a game we haven't played. Um, 
Senua's sacrifice, Hellblade Senua's sacrifice. It was just one of the the main character, actually. She was testing out the technology, like doing a dry run, and they were like, holy fuck, you're actually amazing. And so then they cast her as the main character in her She game, won an award for it, too. That's how good of a yeah. job she did. That's awesome. Yeah. It was in her all along. So... It's not always wrong to cast that woman from accounting in your game. Yeah, you're right. So <clears throat> even though I, I, she wasn't in accounting, I don't think. Yeah. You mean you, you don't think you nailed that that detail perfectly? Um, yeah, I was mi- continuing the reference. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Hale also voiced the uh, the sister in uh, Bioshock Infinite. Did somebody say oh. that? I blanked out. <laughs> no one already said that. Okay. <laughs> the sister in Bioshock Infinite. The uh, the sister of the. The two people who trip through time and space. Oh, oh the Lutess. Really? The Lutess, yeah. The Lutess twins. Cool. <laughs> wow, that... Wait, no, shit. I want to restart Mass Effect and play as FemShep now. Damn if it. You, if you get hints from Gabe, he can tell you how to run that shit in like an hour. <laughs> like He is like the world's <laughs> leading speedrunner. I can, I can just speedrun it for you and send you the save file. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so like, for, for real though, like... This game, at least like trying to play it in a, on a relative deadline, is like a nightmare for a completionist brain like myself. Just because I'm someone who mm-hmm. likes to interact okay. with everything when I'm like traversing a world, oh. but as a result, I open up like fifty side quests, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, yes. wait, why did my to do list suddenly get two pages long? Wait, no, <laughs> like, yes. oh, here's a person. I'll talk to them. Oh fuck, it's another fetch quest. No. Yes. It's a lot of like, I feel like there's a, the Zen of the side quest in this game of like, I remember like having played like a lot of Mass Effect. Like we, I'd play, so I was just, I'm just been doing like uh, two to three hours a day, just like every day, just hitting it every night, just trying to see, like, all right, we're going to set out in Mass Effect right now. And I remember like doing a bunch of main story stuff and it being kind of tired and like, I kind of want to go to bed. Then I'm like, but before I do, I'll gel a bunch of bullshit in my inventory and I'll do some side quests. And it's like, I actually appreciated that. Like that kind of like, okay, this is kind of lesser. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just run over there, do this thing, get some reward. Um, except for the doctor who apparently every time I roll into a room, she's like, uh, don't listen to him. He's just threatening me. <laughs> You're like, how the fuck does this happen to you every time? <laughs> like this was supposed to be an easy quest, but all right. Yeah. So quickly who we we've, we've gotten a bunch of people. Um, who is everyone's posse, right? Like, who are people rolling with? Oh, yeah. Um, Matt, let's start with you, man. Is Are you switching it up from your original playthrough, or are you doing the exact mirror of your high school playthrough? Um, God, I can't even really remember what I did in Mass Effect 1 for my crew, but this time I'm going with Rex and Tali. Okay. As my hey, team. Hey, that's me. I'm doing Rex and Tali. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Very awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, Rex just has so many good one-liners that you kind of have to bring him along all the time. <laughs> and he just kills everybody before yeah. you get to talk to them half of the time. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does that. And he's like, this was my last contract. And you're like, I guess don't do that bullshit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember never using either of the humans, though. So that's still sticking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Ashley is, seems to be somewhat of a nothing character to me. But I do I do th- I like Caden's voice. I don't think I'm going to end up using him, but I like his voice. There's something about it. I'm just like, ooh, nice. Caden's a good um, dude. 
Caden's a good, he's a good dude. And I'm like, you know what? He reminds me of the, the guy from Rise of the, of the Old Republic, the, the main like human that you roll with for a while. And I'm like, God, you're such a good dude. And I'm going to put you on the ship and you just hold that shit. Okay. You just <laughs> hold the ship. <laughs> you, you stay yeah, here. You're doing great. Like you're doing fucking great. So that's cool. So it's funny because I feel like one of the things that might develop in this game, should they succeed, uh, is people might get attached to their crew. And I say that because for instance, I forgot tolly's name earlier and matt was like what the fuck like he just jumped into the fight like how could you forget her she's so important what ashley you remember her like <laughs> no I, w- tolly, I was literally tolly is the, is the weird like fish chick <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a squid now <laughs> uh i'm using tolly and um uh I can't remember what his name is. Um, Garrus. Garrus. Is he the blue alien? Is Garrus? Garrus is yeah, yeah, yeah. That Garrus, guy. yeah. The one who's got like the targeting computer and but, shit. The, the uh, scouter. Yes, <laughs> sure. I mean, I haven't I might seen switch... any of my party use special abilities in combat yet, so right. I don't. I know I might what switch they do. to <laughs> Ashley because she's full aggro, and I feel like that might actually help in combat at all. Yeah. It might. Um. But it also might n- not. None of them have really stuck out to me as like I'm rolling with this person for life. So um, it helps if you talk so to we'll them. We'll see. Like on the <laughs> ship. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I haven't gotten to the. I haven't done anything on the ship yet. So, keep who you roll with. Yeah, you can get you like know. their backstory a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, I'm rolling with the fucking boy squad, Rex and Garrus. Rex and Garrus. Yeah, that's a, right. that's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic right there. Yeah, dude, I run. I roll with Garrus. The Stompy Boys. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. I roll with Garrus on every game. He's always a member really? of my squad. Yep. You love Garrus, huh? Dude, he's the boy. Why? Yeah, I usually use him in two. Cause he's badass, dude. He's a vigilante. Yeah. Oh, thank he's God, he doesn't die in one. Then. Well, maybe Good he can. Know. <laughs> they actually probably can um, but we haven't so we haven't found all members all possible crew members right yeah there's one more no. to get there's one that's still grayed out right um, yep and I assume just based on seeing a blue tentacle head chick a lot in the promotional material AKA advertisements for the games that I remember seeing. I assume that that's going to be the last one. And I think I might've seen it in the grayed out a little bit, but yes is, and uh, don't answer this question, but my guess is that it's the daughter of the woman working with Saren rap. Um, Matriarch Benetzia. Uh, yeah. I'll never we're tell. Going to talk to and. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk to in one of the missions coming up. What James is trying to explain right. is that he saw That's the shit my in guess. the YouTube compilation and he saw them having sex. It was clearly a male shepherd and that it was a blue tentacle lady and he intuited that it must be a playable character. Yeah, she is the ultimate waifu. Uh, of course. So I did not watch those compilations. I believe that was you who watched those As we all did watch the sex compilations. <laughs> 
let's let's stop using the word sex and compilation in the same sentence, please. It's just it's bad for our keyword search. All of a sudden, like only, the podcast is coming yeah, up in your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only the compilations that we that we learned about in history class. Accurate. Um, that's what every fucking person says. You ask them a question about aliens and they're like I only know what I learned in history and I'm like all right so then why don't I fucking know that shit <laughs> Well actually it's probably in, in your code that's their that's their like as we both know uh of this game I feel like Yeah it, that, you know and and then they they love to just tell you about your war history they're like god you're amazing and I'm like yeah dude yeah you're fucking right <laughs> you survived and you shouldn't have been able to survive. It was amazing. You should totally be a specter. You were amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I I did the prologue okay. I only killed like seven of my own teammates. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. So then, okay. Do, do we get to the point of like looking forward? Are you guys looking forward to playing more of this game? Like I know we've got some diehard fans here that are that are doing some sort of like almost like they're almost doing like a TV show argument where they're like, dude, it's great after season nine. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, I actually, I'm enjoying one. Um, I, w- I would say the one thing that's unenjoyable is driving in this game. That's like significantly unenjoyable. Oh God. <laughs> We're oh. getting there. Luckily we haven't done any like, driving yet. They should have, they should have just stolen the warthog driving from halo and just gone with that because that would have been so much better yeah once you guys get to the mako it's a fucking meme yeah you'll love it look forward to it oh yeah (laughs) that's what i've heard i remember save save often save often that's what gabe so i might have like 40 saves already because gabe told me spamming f6 like whenever possible (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh god um all right, yeah, I, I, I want to say that I, yeah, I also am actually enjoying playing. I'm enjoying playing it. I'm excited to play it more today. I'm excited that we recorded this podcast early so we could have extra time for the second section so that we could, yeah, uh, so I could keep playing and other people could keep playing. Um, what about what about you, Zoe? Are you, are you, you're like brand new. Maybe you haven't even seen promotional material. Like, uh, you definitely haven't seen the YouTube compilation. I'll link it later. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> McCoy doing I mean, like work. I said, I, I think this game is doing surprisingly well with the intrigue and the storytelling is actually like it it's it's pretty good. Like I know when we were in the deliberations episode it was being compared to like being a another sort of Star Wars-esque kind of genre like just in terms of establishing like a whole intergalactic world. And I can definitely see that, and I can definitely see that being the intent for this. Um, so I'm I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, I think I think the pacing is really good, despite all of the side quests. But that's my own fault. But otherwise, I think like I yeah, I think the game's doing a good job pacing wise. I'm excited to know more. Um, you know the the soundtrack that plays while you're traversing your ship or the citadel is always great um i think one of my like favorite comical moments is like there's an epic soundtrack playing in the background when you become commander of the ship and then you have a dialogue option to make and like the whole musical score just like cuts out because it's waiting for you to make a dialogue choice so when you make the choice it goes like 
<laughs> like it's like it's some like crazy amazing choice you've just made I don't know it was really comical just how like dissonant that was <laughs> from each other but um yeah it, it's it's jank but it's good jank so I'm enjoying it so far <laughs> I feel like you have the right attitude if you're willing to like laugh at the jank and then follow the parts that are working like I feel like that is enough to get to where you need to go <laughs> Because if you were sitting there being like, oh, my yeah. God, what is wrong with this game? Like, what is all this jank? Then it would be over. It would just be a mountain on top of you and you'd be crushed. Um, oh, I mean, like, this is coming from somebody who likes to play games like The Cat Lady and Downfall. So, like, I will welcome the jank and I will embrace the jank. <laughs> um, another one of my favorite janky moments is at the very beginning in the prologue with the beacon like you approach the beacon and you're supposed to have an epic scene with it except my character decided that was a great time to use the beacon as cover for a combat <laughs> so it's like he has his back pressed up against it as his character's talking about what is this thing it was great <laughs> if, I can, if i recall correctly that's where it like slowly fades to back black before the cutscene. so it's just like i'm just imagining exactly. your dude just like covered slowly fading to black against the <laughs> <laughs> the monument exactly yeah oh james what about you man you're also very very new um despite the fact that okay i'm not even gonna make references to the youtube video which you clearly watched but all right um <laughs> <laughs> what's your level of investment uh, in this game so far you know how excited are you to go forward i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it it's um i don't know i don't uh, I'm definitely enjoying the story and following along with that. Um, despite my previous comments to the distractedly going through dialogue, that was never when stuff that I felt like actually mattered was happening. Um, I don't know. I, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and, um, I'm, I'm excited to get to Mass Effect 2 when I guess they fix all of the things that I think are dumb. <laughs> that don't worry, James. Taller, they do. Uh, do they really? It's <laughs> worth it. It's so worth it. They really oh do. God, they really amazing. do. I, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I, I'll just say, man, like I, I enjoy it and I, I, I'm really excited for us to go through this because there's a, I think there's a promise that this game made to people when it came out. And that was like, we're going to make something big and your choices are going to matter. And how well they succeed on all of their promises, we will find out. But I do think there is a real excitement factor for me of like, how are they going to handle this like multi-game decision making stuff? Like that's, that's things a lot of people don't approach or even try. And so and and not to mention this game came out and was very successful. And so Mass Effect 2 came with some real hype uh behind it. Uh and 3 also. Like and the, and those were successful in their own ways, at least financially in such a way that it was like this is a real franchise. They're backing this for real. They're trying to do something in the AAA space here uh in a serious way. And so just watching that and going through that and seeing how they tie that up is is exciting to me. Um Yeah. 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 I would say uh, my favorite thing so far on this playthrough, everyone, when you're on the ship and you're talking to Joker, just look at Shep's deadpan stare whenever Joker cracks a joke. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. 
Joker's one of the best characters. It's, oh, Joker's it's, Seth Gre- it's Seth Green just like saying some funny line and then it gives you the like right after that is your dialogue option. But if you just wait and don't select anything, <laughs> Shepard will just like stare at him like what what the fuck are you joking about, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, you can definitely play like a version of him that's super straight that like doesn't take any jokes or any like whatever, and it's just like Oh my god. I would say, okay, something that doesn't quite perfectly work in this game, but in my advice to everyone, is if you... So, okay. Matt has already outlined you the perfect way to make comedic timing by not responding. (laughs) Which is awesome. But if you want to do the inverse of that, and you want to try to achieve good pacing in the dialogue, if you... They will present to you the dialogue options slightly before the dialogue is... uh, The previous line is finished, and you can choose... And if you choose mentally in your head what you want to say before that, and if you just kind of roll with it and grab something real quick, you can almost get a really nice flow of the conversation. And I actually think that's like a pretty cool, almost like active, like reaction based, like decision making for the conversation that keeps the flow of it. So you're, you're kind of rolling with it. Like, no, fuck that. Let's get out of here. Like, it's just like, you're kind of like throwing that shit in here. And I actually really enjoyed doing that, like trying to actively dialogue which is such a silly thing, but it's just because we're so used to like, now I sit here and all the characters just do their idle animation and look at each other like, what, you gonna fucking shoot? And we're all just in this like Mexican standoff over like some dialogue option like every time. <laughs> but um, you can also kind of get around that by choosing. Cool. Uh, I guess I guess we should ask, even though Gabe knows everything about this game ever, are you excited for this, for this playthrough? Are you excited for more of Mass Effect 1 even or... Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they do such a good job of setting the stage in Mass Effect 1, and I do appreciate that the series as a whole, but especially Mass Effect 1, they have, I think they've blended moments of, like, kind of, like, quiet and calm with moments of, like, extreme epicness. So it's like, you know, you walking around just doing side shit on the Citadel, and like, oh, okay, this is kind of, like, whatever. I'm, like, learning about alien species and whatnot, or, like, helping some, somebody out with a side quest. And then it's like the main quest, like epicness, where you're like fighting against the Geth and you're like trying to save the galaxy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, true. On the other hand, one of the most powerful soldiers in uh, in the, I don't know, in the galaxy? I don't know what the term is. Is like yeah, galaxy. Uh, yeah, can you... Uh, can you sort out this personal problem between me and a really expensive consort? Sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fell in love with her and she was like, yeah, no, I don't do that. And so I just started spreading rumors about her. And that's my <laughs> okay, bad. That's also, can you talk to her honestly, for me? Honestly, that's something this game series does as a whole that I think is also pretty good is it definitely doesn't take itself like super, super seriously. Yeah, it has yeah, moments yeah, yeah, of comedic definitely. shit that where you're like, like <laughs> really? And even like sometimes your character will be like, really? <laughs> this is what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really quickly, we are wrapping this up, but Matt, I wanted to pose this question to you. You can answer it as long or as little as you dare. There was talk before we got here of skipping Mass Effect 1 and doing the pre-selected options in 2. As someone who's played the series, is that a fair shake to the Mass Effect series or no? Do you have to play 1? Mm. Um, I would say if you've never played 1 before, you should really just 
try to power through it, even though the shooting mechanics aren't really quite there. Because the story... Like, Matt, the, the whole reason Mass Effect is successful is because the storylines are really good. And Mass Effect 1 had one of the best storylines. So I, I feel like it's not one that you can really skip. Especially because it gives so much backstory for, um, like, four or five of the really core um, characters in the series. So Awesome. Thank you. We did it, you guys. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. I'm literally going to play after this. Um, Hell so, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Matt, special guest and expert in Mass Effect. Thank you for joining us. We will see you all yeah. on the other side, but first we need to go solve personal problems across the galaxy between <laughs> planets and universes, and we'll get back to you after that. Done. Bye. Done. All right, bye. Bye. All right. Oh, oh, I just saw Discord. I did button. think that McCoy ended that quite quickly, but then I'm seeing Discord. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That makes yeah, sense. <laughs> no, you're well, good. After the, well, I was like, it was like we were starting to wrap, and I was like, okay, we're actually wrapping. And I was like, we can actually do this. Otherwise, I was going to be like, Matt, you can just leave. But it was like, oh, we're actually yeah. wrapping. This kind of works. Um, it's kind of like when McCoy was just taking forever explaining something, and Zoe was in the chat like, I have to leave. I have to leave. And McCoy was like, yeah, so I'm going to spend another 20 minutes discussing this one point. <laughs> it actually was a tangent, too. It wasn't related to the game either. Yeah, it was a tangent. Like, yeah, it was yeah, about yeah, the yeah, YouTube yeah. algorithm, the YouTube yeah. viewing algorithm that McCoy was going on about. But then I later I later got the most hilarious like communication through Zoe from her mom that was like, I know Zoe had to go, but I just want you to know what you were saying was very interesting. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, it. That's basically how all conversations end when you're leaving McCoy's house too it's like <laughs> it's like all right like time to go and then we'll sit at the door talking for like 45 minutes every time yo that's so that's true. me trying to go to bed on a call with McCoy it's no. like we'll just we'll like be done with the game and it'll be like midnight my time and I'm like, I have to go. And he's like, yeah, but what if we discuss this interesting topic for the next 40 minutes? And I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> yeah. the, the problem is that it's, it's always interesting. Like, McCoy yeah. always says something yeah. that's interesting to talk about. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I, I want to keep talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just wrong. But if that's wrong, you guys, I don't want to be right.